It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, what's up? Welcome to another episode of Locked On Raptors. Sean Woodley here with you as always. And on today's opening day edition of the podcast, I am joined by two wonderful guests. It is Alan Shane Lewis and Ann Pornell of the Great Canadian Baking Show, one of my favorite TV shows of the whole wide world. It debuted its new season on Sunday, and Alan is an enormous Raptors fan and is a fledgling Raptors fan. And we're going to talk about the new Raptors season. We're going to have some fun kind of schooling Ann on what it's like to be a Raptors fan, this deranged cult that we're all part of that's going to be a lot of fun and we are also going to take a look at some pictures of toronto raptors and assigned baked goods to them because it's the great canadian baking show episode what else are we supposed to do that's all coming up on today's very special opening day edition of locked on raptors oh like because when i shot i expected to make it so like i don't shoot kind of this you are locked on raptors part of the locked on podcast network your team every day Hey, what's going on? Welcome to episode number 1039 of Locked On Raptors for Wednesday, October the 20th. I'm your host, Sean Woodley of RaptorsHQ.com. You can find me on Twitter as always, at WoodleySean. You can find the show at Locked On Raptors. And of course, you can subscribe to, follow, rate, review the podcast and all your favorite podcast platforms. It's free on all platforms. And we're also on YouTube as well. We hit 1,000 subs yesterday. So thank you to everyone who Ooh. has subscribed. You're very wonderful. We now get to make some money off the YouTube page, which is free. Frankly, what we're all in this for, right? Whoa! Yeah. Uh, and with that, let's bring in today's guest. My uh, my favorite show in the world debuted on Sunday, and these two are the hosts. Uh, you know uh, Alan Shane Lewis, who has been on the show before and uh, was a wonderful guest, who I remember grilling in a very difficult game of that random Raptors game. We're not going to do that to Alan today, but Alan, how are you? I am doing okay. How are you? <laughs> I'm fantastic. You got you guys on the show. This is wonderful. Uh, joining you uh, for the first time on this podcast is Ann Pornell, your counterpart on the Great Canadian Baking Show. Ann, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm great. I'm so happy to be here. I need to know all the new raps. Yes. I want to know. Yes. There's a learn. lot of them. There yes, are so there many of them. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we're going to dig into sort of opening day feelings. We're going to talk about our hopes and dreams for the season to come. And then we're going to uh, put up some photos of Toronto Raptors players and assign baked goods to them because you got to do it. Uh, last time when Alan was on the show, I believe we did like a went through the Raptors roster and assigned sort of baking show contested archetypes to each one we're just gonna go straight baked goods today because uh why not it's october it's fall it's time to eat pumpkin spiced things and various other goodies i had apple crisp this weekend we're talking baked goods later Ooh. on today's show um but with that let's get into the raptors season and and alan alan, alan let's start with you because and you are per alan I'm, this is my research i've done via alan in the dms uh you're an enormous blue jays fan 
who is kind of dipping the toe into becoming a potentially a similarly diehard Raptors fan. What's your Raptors fan journey? Have you been a fan before? Is this kind of a reawakening? Is this a first time, like, let's dive in? What's your Raptors fan tale? So basically, I'm a huge Jays fan. And because yeah. of that, I only have so much room in my heart for mm-hmm. insane fandom. And <laughs> because of that, I love the Raptors, but I can't get too close. Because sure. I feel like, especially with the Raps, they get so close. And that it's like, ooh, <laughs> and it's just so intense for me. But like, I got really into them maybe two or three seasons before the championship. Sure. And then sort of the lead up to that, those were my boys. Like those were the players that I sort of uh, got to know. And then as soon as Serge Ibaka left, I was like, what's the point? What's the point? (laughs) I loved him so much that I'm like, no one can fill his shoes as an all around Mm -hmm. entertainer. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So um, I wouldn't say it took a backseat, but it's certainly, um, I got less obsessive about it. So I would say with this new crop, um, I'm not too familiar with much except for knowing that OG is on the up and we got Freddie and that's going to keep us steady. Yes. Uh, a pretty good summation of where things are at that right was, now. Yeah, that uh, was... <laughs> <laughs> I can also totally empathize with your uh, sadness that Serge Ibaka left. Not only is he a handsome fellow who's good at basketball, but you two are local Toronto food celebrities. You could have been in line to bid on how hungry, be on how hungry are you. And I'm sorry that maybe that. I've just dredged up this bad feeling, but I, I'm sad that it didn't happen. It would have been great. <laughs> I would have eaten anything that man presented to me. Honestly, anything. I would have been like, before he could even say what it was it's already down my gullet i love surge so much (laughs) well this is a pro surge abaka podcast you're not going to find any disagreement with that i too would have eaten anything you put in front of me um alan let's go to you you're of course a diehard raptors fan you've been on this podcast before to talk about your deep raptors love of you know 2000s ass raptors uh what's your sort of general vibe going into this season alan are you excited for the new dudes are you just kind of happy they're not in tampa anymore and like whatever happens happens do you have high expectations where are you at here on opening day uh i'm i'm just some toronto canadian basketball some basketball here in our borders out of tampa Mm -hmm. the team encumbered from you know worrying about like position where they're going to be i feel like they're just going to have a lot of fun uh i've i've Mm -hmm. detached myself from all fantasy basketball i'm like i refuse to watch basketball with stakes like this anymore. no stakes no (laughs) stakes I'm just watching yep. basketball season. I, I bought a couple tickets to some games. I'm going to go see some key matchups. That's going to be a lot of fun. I don't expect them to win, but I'm expecting them to have fun. And it's good to see that second generation kind of get those kind of uh, those runs in and get better and get mm-hmm. more uh, associated with themselves and more like, you know, familiar. Because I, I, I see that second unit as that old second unit that we used to have with like Pascal Siakam and uh Jakob Pertl. remember that like five switch when they came on the young guns were oh, hell yeah. there and yeah. totally CJ Miles, baby. Feed. Yeah, so I've just watched like Delano and all these guys do that kind of second unit stuff with Utah. So I'm just gonna I'm gonna enjoy it. That's all I'm gonna do this season. I have no expectations, no stakes. This is just gonna be good old boring 
you know, positionless basketball. I'm excited for that. That's all I want to watch. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play this to you in six months, and we'll see how true this is. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? I have 34 wins. I'm just like, we get two more. That's the playing tournament. That's the league. <laughs> Alan, do you have any uh, dudes you've latched onto in preseason that you're particularly, like, ready to throw yourself into? Like, not, not counting, like, the core guys, because that's easy. But is there, like, a, a deep bench cut for me? I think I'm fully on this FEMA Hiluk trend. He's yeah. ready to jump into the Terrence Ross-sized hole in my heart. Yeah. Um, who do you have in the sort of back part of the roster that you've hitched your wagon to and will live and die with every single success and failure this season? I, th- I think, yeah, she's up there. Uh, I do like Utah. I really like his uh, yes! advancement over the season. I yes. guess maybe just playing over <laughs> in lo- Japan, just kind of like really up this game. But I'm really mm-hmm. excited to what he can do because he's so long shot, good defensive eye. Just knows how to play basketball. It's just like, oh, there's been uh, a, a, a noticeable improvement just in preseason seeing him play. And I'm like, all right, mm-hmm. I'm excited to see what he's got. And you you got gleeful at the sign of Yuta Watanabe. What, I what's love your Yuta. sort Yuta's of Yuta? my boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's huge. He's tall. He's Asian. How am I not going to stand? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> 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 uh, we do love Utah. I'm very terrified uh, for Utah because I think my boy Svi might like snake his minutes is what we were talking about on actually yesterday's mm-hmm. podcast. We were kind of digging into that or Monday's podcast. So uh, I hope it doesn't happen. I hope they play together. I hope it's just like, all right, let's just do space for days and have these guys like bombing 40% from three all around Goran Dragic pick and rolls or whatever. I'm uh, super ecstatic mm-hmm. about that potential. So, and let me ask you here, before we kind of dig a little bit more into um, sort of some dudes you should know about the new Raptors, mm-hmm. for you going into this new season, is there anything that you're particularly keen on watching? Anything you're excited about kind of diving back in now that the team is back in Toronto and kind of behind the whole Tampa era and all the garbage and the, the lack of Serge Ibaka for two seasons is now behind us? <laughs> well, that's never going to leave my heart, personally, <laughs> um, Serge. But I think what I'm looking forward to was really having them back in Toronto, as Alan said, sure. because they just play so differently when there's a crowd screaming for them. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't know that, um, I mean, you know, what do I know? I'm just like a casual fan. But like, the, when, the way they play when they're not at home, there is a mm-hmm. marked difference. And so I want to see what this new, young, hungry team And it feels like they've got something to prove because I feel like Mm -hmm. the Raptors are always going to be sort of the underdog and kind of shit on by everywhere else in the league because that's what happens when you're a Canadian team. So I'm excited to sort of see what their potential and power sort of turns into with the home court advantage. That's what I'm really excited for. And Lowry's return. Yeah, how did that hit you, Anne? Uh, Obviously, you were a fan of those very, very Lowry-centric teams. Are you, like, feeling the same size? Like, the Terrence Ross hole in my heart. Is it a a Kyle Lowry-shaped one with a Serge Ibaka in the sidecar for you? (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Like, I just... I feel like I was ready to let him go because we all kind of saw it coming. And I also know I'm like... He's going to retire as a Raptor. So that's what matters to me the most, Um, whether he plays that game or not, or just is like (laughs) uh, sort of a uh, symbolic thing. I don't know, but it's it's going to be hard. I want him to Mm -hmm. be mayor of Toronto. (laughs) (laughs) But also like Freddie is great, too. And he like had him as kind of a mentor. So Mm -hmm. I'm so excited for Freddie to sort of come into his own without Kyle. 
Yeah, I think for me, that's the thing is like watching the dudes who, you know, I think they've even talked about it, how like it was sort of difficult to be in the shadow of Lowry last season when it's like, hey, man, we're ready for the team to be ours. Like, it's we can do this. We don't need dad here telling us what to do all the time. And I think, you know, for everybody, maybe it was a good time to just sort of go their separate ways and have it be a very amicable split, which you don't often get with with a star player or a franchise legend. Most of the time that ends horribly and depressingly. So (laughs) DeMar. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we Aaron, need to dredge Aaron, that up. Just Aaron, go watch Raymond Williams. Show. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> uh, we're not going to mention yes. Eric Williams again on today's show, but we are going to dive into some of the new <laughs> members of the team. Alan and I are going to uh, sort of fill in Anne on, on, on what she should know about some of these dudes as she gets reacquainted with her beloved Toronto Raptors. That's going to come up in just one second here. But first, I got to tell you about our friends over at Sweatblock. Look, I've talked about Sweatblock before. It's uncomfortable sometimes to talk about how you're a sweaty person, but I am a sweaty person. It's just the way it is, and I'm sorry. Well, guess what? But Sweatblock is here, and they are here to make it so you don't have to worry about your excessive sweating anymore. You don't have to worry about which color to wear. But in the past, I wouldn't be able to wear this nice, brightly colored seafoam sweater because uh, it would show through. Yes, I sweat through sweaters sometimes. That's how bad it was. But guess what? Sweatblock came along with their dry shirt guarantee and their antiperspirant wipes, as well as their other wonderful products, and they have stopped that problem for me. I am one of the success stories here. Athletes are professional are success stories here. Hollywood producers have attested to the joy of sweat block, and you can stop your excessive sweat for up to seven days per use. It's doctor created, doctor recommended. Again, comes with a dry shirt guarantee. If sweat block doesn't keep you dry, you get your money back. And it's not just for armpits. You can do your chest, your back, your feet, your hands, use it anywhere. And I mean anywhere that sweats. Uh, if you or someone you love is dealing with excessive sweating, you can check out sweat block. Get it today for 20% off at sweatblock.com with the promo code locked on, all one word, or you can go to Amazon or CVS, but you don't get that promo code. So just go to sweatblock.com, get it from the source. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, we continue on here on our opening day Great Canadian Baking Show jam up mess- episode. I don't know. That's not that's not the right way to describe that either way. Uh, <laughs> Alan Shane Lewis and Pornell here. Uh, and we're going to start digging into some of the new members of the Raptors. So uh, maybe the way we can do this is, Anne, you know, if there's someone who you're curious about on this year's version of the team, someone who you've maybe heard about in the ether, who you're not quite sure, what should I think about this character? Maybe you throw it our way and then we can kind of uh, fill you in on, on our thoughts on said player to get you the full rundown. So who do you got? Um, okay, first of all, uh, did Utah make the team? <laughs> he did. He did. Yes, he did. He right. made the team. He was injured Beautiful. in preseason, but he has made the team. Excellent. That was my mm-hmm. question. First question. Second question, which I've already posed to Alan. Um, mm-hmm. Am I supposed to cheer for what's his name? Um, the one who was like, I have bigger aspirations than Toronto. Goran Dragic. Yeah. Am I supposed to cheer for him or can I be like, hmm? <laughs> I want to know. I'm that type of fan that I'm like, if you've said sure. something offside in real life, I don't like you. <laughs> 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 my uh, my so- tastes are fickle. 
That's totally fair. I, I have my own thoughts on Dragic that I've shared in the show before. So I'll let Alan take the floor for this one first. Alan, what are your thoughts on Goran Dragic? How yeah. can approach the Dragic experience? <laughs> I, I said every three apology, and I've accepted them. Uh, I also heard the more context to that uh, interview that he kind of had. So I'm like, all right, I mm-hmm. guess I can see how one could be positioned to say that. And now it's a little off-putting. But you know what? The team has embraced him. It's team basketball. I'm a team player. Scotty Barnes put him in the videos and the lives. So I'm like, mm-hmm. all right, mm-hmm. I'm going to I'm gonna put it put it aside. As long as he doesn't dog it and try to get like a buyout kind of contract by the end of February, yeah. I'm like on board with him. Okay. okay. Yeah. yeah. And I, I'll just add to, I was a person who when they traded for Goran Dragic and everyone was like, we hate this guy. He tried to trip OG that one time in a game. Ah! Um, and, you know, he had some dust-ups with DeMar and stuff in the past as well. So I get it. But my whole theory all along was Goran Dragic is the kind of guy who you absolutely hate when your team is playing against him. When he's on your team, you dig it. And you're fine with kind of having a heel on your team. You know, you throw in the fact that on his opening day media presser, he was asked, who on the team has impressed you? And he answered with one word and just said, Scotty, dead-faced. And then kind of (laughs) dove into how much he loves Scotty Barnes. You know, you see the pregame sort of rituals and him and Scotty Barnes having that really weird sort of uh, unexpected friendship. It's fantastic. (laughs) Good rendition there, Alan. Very very well done. Um, And I I just think, like, you know, he's kind of embraced it. I think the interview from the offseason – you know, the, the original Slovenian might have been mistranslated a little bit. You know, a lot of those European languages are far more direct and less passive aggressive than our humble English over here. And so I just think maybe it kind of got lost a little bit in the in the sort of overseas telegram. And so I think, yeah, embrace Goran Dragic. My whole theory was that by November 15th, people were going to love him. Uh, I moved that up to November 8th after his first sort of dancing around with Scotty as my official over under. And I put out a poll recently. Just to see, check the temperature. Who's uh, you know, where are we at on Dragic? And most people said, "Yeah, we like him now. He's cool." So I think it's safe to like Goran Dragic, barring some sort of loafing it down the stretch to, towards a buyout, like Alan said. I don't think that's going to happen, though. The dude's a pro. He's been around for a long time. And I would actually bet that maybe they don't even trade him. If they're pretty good, they might just hang on to him through into the playoffs and uh, roll with it because they have a propensity for doing that. And who else do you want to know about? Fire away. Um, I guess Scotty Barnes, since he's come up a couple times already. So, sure. yeah. Alan, I'll give this one to you as well. Uh, oh. What what should Ann know about Scotty Barnes? Uh, he's, there's a lot to know. Yeah. <laughs> Did, Ann, do you watch Ted Lasso? Yes. You know Danny Rojas? <laughs> yes. Was, that's that's Scotty Barnes. He's I just love like, basketball is live. He's so excited. He gets okay, the whole team him. pumped up. He, there's this one video where they're like in the tunnel and he just like leads the run. He just starts running out the court just like this, like super excited. He is mm-hmm. uh, so, I, I don't know. When, he, when we first drafted him, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. I was a little like, like I was like, why not Jalen? <laughs> Suggs. I was supposed to hear Jalen. But mm-hmm. uh, I immediately fell in love with this dude, watched his game, covered. 94 feet defends everybody and he uh kind of that that missing lowry piece that excitable person in the locker room and on the court that's going to make it very light and fun together and i'm so excited that we have him on our team and he's like a a better draymond green uh potentially can get a five for five with you know going forward but uh super mm-hmm. super high, super high on this guy yeah, I, I'm huge on Scotty as well. He's going to be an absolute delight to watch. And he, he really just seems like the kind of guy who, over the course of an 82-game season, he's going to be the one that kind of injects a lot of joy into what can kind of be a grind for a team. 
Like it'll be a random Wednesday in Milwaukee in January and Scotty Barnes will be like hosting some sort of hotel party or something like that just to get <laughs> the dudes feeling good. Maybe distributing baked goods. Who am I to say? I don't know. But <laughs> I, I think, yeah, the, the vibes around Scotty Barnes are so immaculate. And it's like it's not like a traditional sort of high pick with a lot of like projectable upside where it's like oh we're gonna have to wait to see this guy be good for a few years like before he gets great he's still gonna be like a really good role player he's just so smart and like defensively sound and such a good passer like he led the team in assists in the preseason he's gonna be an absolute joy to watch and i think he's gonna play a ton because they are very much invested in him um i'm not sure if you were sort of up on the media day stuff and uh but pascal siakam was talking about how they were at ovo center just going for their physicals and Scotty Barnes tried to do one of those like <laughs> jumping shoulder bumps while just walking towards the physicals. And keep in mind, Pascal Siakam recovering from shoulder surgery, <laughs> but that's how excitable Scotty Barnes is. Does he sound like someone you're going to vibe with, Anne? <laughs> I. It's so funny that you talk more of him as a person than as a player because that's exactly <laughs> what I care about most. <laughs> like, like I said, uh, what you do off court really dictates how I feel about you on court. And that oh. goes for everything in life like in every mm -hmm. sport and really in everything i watch like i like the people who i'm cheering for to have some heart like you don't have to sure. be perfect but it don't be trash yeah. <laughs> you're, um, you're, and this sounds like he's not trash so great yeah. you're gonna love gary trent jr just because of like that he was, was wearing okay. the blue jays jersey yeah he was my next question because he's so hot <laughs> <laughs> and you will also realize that's what a lot i'm like who's this because mom yeah, yeah. Like, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> and Jr. is that guy that i'm like who are you <laughs> he's got the smoldering Did look you... the hair the tattoos the freaking like blue jays jersey like he's like like he knows what he's doing. He's up there. Yeah. And I don't he's know if you've style. seen the Raptors Instagram feed over the last couple of days or Gary Trent's own Instagram feed over the last couple of days. They did like a very um sort of like fancy photo shoot, I guess, oh, yeah, with all the players. The basketball? Yeah, I yeah. Did. Yeah. I was wondering your thoughts on him kissing the basketball. Uh can someone Photoshop my face as that basketball, please? <laughs> That's what I think about that picture. <laughs> I think we really should. <laughs> Putting that out there. I think I might see if I I don't know if I could take the photo for the promotional graphic for this podcast but if I can I will that's all I want good night everybody good night um anyone else and you know I actually let's maybe turn this the other way around unless you have someone in particular you want to jump to but you mentioned that you're a big fan of the vibes guys and the, what the guys are like off the court the heart people yeah Alan do you have any suggestions of maybe deep cut raptors that Anne is going to potentially love here on this team that we haven't talked about so far um, I like Delano Banton. I feel like he is like mm -hmm. uh, the Toronto heart and soul. He's from Rexdale, just a kid from Rexdale. So being a fan of the Raptors and being able to play on the ACC, I feel like is every Toronto kid's like dream, like, you mm -hmm. know, to play a game in your hometown 40 to 41 times a year and see your family and friends and people that you grew up with and played ball with in the stands to cheer you on. So he is great. I, I love everything about him because it's just like he, he, he feels like I would say see him at like hoop dome like that like i'd be like oh that guy's good where's he go to school you know just trying to catch my breath I'm like yeah yeah, yeah. See, he ran me off the court he's really good but uh he's yeah, just at the like, room like doing it. the hoops yeah just like okay <laughs> that's who the high score is interesting all right legend of papa shot about town yeah uh <laughs> <laughs> he just, he's just tracking that ball all the way forward and back this guy's really good at these games here you know but yeah, he's got those vibes. He's got that Toronto kind of swagger to him. Uh, super excitable guy. Yeah, another player that I'm just mm -hmm. like, yeah, keep him around. Keep him around. Yeah. I know we miss Rainwright, but keep him around. 
And the story about him as well on draft night or the day after dr- the draft was that he wears number 45 because that was the bus he used to take, uh, the Kipling 45. This is what he used oh, to take wow. to school. Um, and this seems to be working for you. Are you in on Delano Banton? I'm in 100%. <laughs> I'm in with any player that makes me go, oh. <laughs> Did you have any last players on the team, Anne, that you wanted to uh, run, run run by us and we can kind of fill you in on what you're ready, what you should be expecting coming into the year? Yes. I have one more question. I was having a chat about this with my friend Paloma Nunez, actor, comedian, also a huge Raptors fan. And she was saying that, um, according to Twitter, everyone seems, at least on her Twitter, everyone keeps talking about how, like, uh, who needs um, Kawhi when we got this version of OG? And I'm like, Mm. is this true? Is this even close to being a thing? Like, what is OG season going to look like? Maybe. Yeah, I mean, I think he's going to be extremely good. I think a breakout is coming. Uh, okay. If you want, I'll be having a piece that's by the time this posts, you can read a bit my, about my OG Ananobi thoughts on RaptorsHQ.com. There's a there shameless plug on the way. Um, <laughs> but either way, I think OG is, I think you got to like have proper expectations for him. And I think the Kawhi comparison has always been super unfair because it's yes. like, oh yeah, here's this guy who might've been the best player in the world for a time. Uh, OG's definitely going to be this guy because they're the same height and don't talk a lot. That never has made a lot of sense as a comparison. Is that what people just compare, why they compare them? Because they just... Like, I think if they're he like, was a more gregarious person, those comps would not take place at all. I really, really don't. I think it's just, like, so simple in people's minds. It's, like, the easiest connect the dots you've ever seen. It's like, oh, tall guy, plays the wing, good at defense, doesn't say much. Apparently, he's Kawhi now, um, <laughs> which I just I don't think it's fair. But that said, I think there's going to be a very substantial sort of increase in, in his sort of profile around the league. I mean, yesterday, there were, like, 900 different NBA sites posting their OG Ananobi makes all-star or yeah. wins most improved or Zach makes all Lowe. defense takes. Yeah. Zach Lowe yeah. posted like the most interesting. Most He's like the top five. Mm-hmm. Yeah, intriguing. Sorry, yeah. I was yeah. like... Yeah, OG Ananobi love on ESPN. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I'll yeah. take it. Alan, I don't know if you're sort of similarly trying to temper your expectations. Where are you at with OG going into the year? Uh, I love offensive OG. I love him being just so aggressive off the gate. I like him being the option that we have to go through to kind of score. Uh, I think when Pascal comes back, it's probably going to take a backseat to a lot of that. But uh, I'm excited mm-hmm. for what he can do this season. I don't think he needs to be uh, Kawhi. I think he can be OG, and I think that's going to be great too because I think he's just got such a good like uh, control to his game. He recognizes shot clocks. He has a good dribble now. He can shoot off mm-hmm. the dribble. So it's it's mm-hmm. very intriguing to see a lot of little things, and I think it's I think it's okay to do that kind of comparison because there was that kind of time when uh, Kawhi first came into the the Raptors, and him and and OG were kind of like photographed together, and you know him like <laughs> kind of his tutelage and kind of mm-hmm. taking a little bit, scraping a little bit here and there. So I think that's fair for that, I, you know. But as far as yeah, game skill wise, I feel like yeah, there is a. I don't know. There is a difference. But also, when Kawhi first came into the league, he was kind of looking like an OG. He kind of had, you know, just a little bit of a jumper here and there, you know, kind of, you know, medium kind of game. But he put in the work and he added a whole bunch of different things to his arsenal. And uh, I think OG potentially has that kind of ability. I won't say he is, but he could be. He could be not like necessarily Kawhi, but he could right up be an offensive juggernaut or a two-way player that can just do Mm -hmm. great on both ends. And do you feel as though we have sufficiently answered all of your questions about this year's Toronto Raptors team? 
Yes, thank you very much. Excellent. Very happy we could do that for you. Uh, we are now going to get into uh, baked good talk. We're going to show different photos of Toronto Raptors and assign baked goods to them that they might want to order were they to go to the world's greatest bake shop where every baked good in the world is available. That's going to come up in just one second here. But first, I want to tell you about our friends over at Built Bar. And look, I love baked goods. We're going to talk about it on today's show at length in the final segment my favorite thing in the world but sometimes i gotta lay off the baked goods because uh you know they they are not good for the figure either way that's wonderful because built bar exists and they have all these delicious flavors for you to try meal replacements sweet replacements whatever it might be built bar can be that for you they have nine amazing flavors in their regular lineup they got limited time flavors that pop up from time to time depending on the season as well and you can try uh all of their flavors you get two of each of their nine flavors in a single box and uh, you can figure out which one is your favorite and then order a full box or a crate or a bucket or whatever other vessel in which you'd like to get your Built Bar sent to you from Built.com. Not only are Built Bar flavors great, but they're healthy for you too. 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180, only 4 or 5 grams of sugar and 4 or 5 grams of net carbs in all their bars. Go to Built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. That is the promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 at Built.com for 15% off your order. And today's show is brought to you by our friends over at betonline.ag, a new web interface and the start of basketball season. More props and odds. That makes BetOnline better than ever. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code LOCKEDON to get that bonus. You put in 100 bucks, you get 150 bucks to play with from basketball, football, baseball, postseason, NHL, boxing, and UFC. Right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online is where the game starts. All right, Alan and Ann, let's continue on here and uh, let's get to the fun stuff, shall we? Uh, we're going to run through some photos of Toronto Raptors players and we are going to uh, determine which baked good they look like they most want to munch whenever they go to, again, the, the sort of platonic ideal of a bake shop where every baked good that's ever been created on Great Canadian Baking Show or Great British Bake Off, whatever it is, it's all there. You can all buy it right in that spot. So let's begin, shall we, with... Chris Boucher, who I'm just pulling up on the screen right now. This photo here of Chris Boucher, maybe I can take the graphic off so we got a little bit more space. We've got Chris Boucher on media day, arms open, one more open than the other for the non-audio listeners of the show. This is probably not great for you, but we'll still talk it through. Either way, <laughs> uh, we've got Chris Boucher. And let's start with you. You're looking at Chris Boucher here. He's French. Maybe there's patisserie involved. Ooh. What are you going here as the uh, baked good for Chris Boucher to buy at his uh, ideal bake shop? Honestly, I'm going to go, I'm going to lean into the, the Frenchness of him and also the length of his arms alone. And I'm mm. going to say this guy just picks up baguettes. <laughs> that are like the size of his arm <laughs> just cartoon budget <laughs> yeah in in this situation i'm assuming he's in the event he's baking a baguette in the tent let's just bring it to the show for now mm. you know sometimes the the contestants will have to make like a complimentary butter or jam that goes with their bread mm. uh what kind of butter or jam or accoutrement do you think chris boucher is cooking up to go with his baguette i instinctually want to say sweet and i don't know why but i feel mm -hmm. like it would be some sort of a like compote with like 
a fruit butter of some sort. Mm. Mm. I don't know what fruit butter is, but I want it because that sounds like all the things I like in one. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> fruit butter is a jam. Fruit butter? Delicious. Uh, Alan, do you have a, a baked good for Chris Boucher to eat here? Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm sticking with the French theme. I think uh, macarons. He's got mm. little tiny ones because he's like giant. So he's got these little tiny, but they're like normal size to us. But they're like so tiny yeah, yeah. to him. And he just like <laughs> puts a little button in his mouth. But it's just like, it's huge for us, but it's like tiny mm-hmm. for him. So that's what he I see. He takes them as like communion wafers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, wow, this is like a burger. Thank you so much, Chris yeah. Boucher. And yeah. he gets like a hazelnut flavored one he doesn't like, and he just swats it out of bounds. Uh, <laughs> just throws yeah, it away. That works. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not for me, thank you. All right, I'm going to pull up the next player here. Uh, excuse me, as it takes a second to pull up the local source on the YouTube. Uh, we've got Fred Van Vliet coming up next here. Fred Van Vliet. This photo I have of him is from the preseason. He's sitting ponderously on the baseline on a basketball under the stanchion of the basket, holding his beard, looking out across the court from the baseline. Uh, Alan, let's start with you here. Fred Van Vliet, what's he going for is his baked good of choice. All right. He already made a peanut butter and jelly sandwich commercial. So right now he's thinking of how he can revolutionize peanut butter and jelly mm. in a baked good and he's like what am i gonna do with it i'm like am i, am I gonna make it a cake and i make it like a thing and then all of a sudden boom comes into his head tart he makes a peanut butter and jelly tart fruit tart Ooh. and he's put in the oven now he's cooling it and he's thinking about all the different things that he can design it with right now i dig it i like that a lot and do you have any other thoughts here alan has really set the bar quite high with this <laughs> i know i was just gonna say that i think of all of the, of all of the players, <laughs> Freddie is like steady Freddie, right? And what's the dessert that is at every bake shop that is like low key under the radar, but everyone loves and they don't remember that they love it? Cheesecake. Mm-hmm. Like Ooh. you're never not gonna find mm. someone at a party who isn't gonna like offer to take half the cheesecake that's left over at the end of the party. Sure. And it's that solid choice that you're like you often forget about and you take for granted until you're like. Oh, yeah, I actually love this. Mm-hmm. Oops. So that, to me, I think that's what Freddie would get. <laughs> he's he's also from the, up. <laughs> he's from the Midwest, cheese country, very much so. So there we go. That, that, I think that lines up. For me, If I, I'll throw in my selection here, even though your opinions matter far more than mine. But <laughs> in this photo, Fred Van Vliet is giving off kind of like sage, wizened old man energy. So I think he's just going for a date square. Doesn't want to have it be too much. It's like, you know, this is both going to be sweet and help me be regular. I'm going to have a, uh, the, the, the date square that's sitting yeah. there that no one's touched. It's been in the in the display case for six days. But, hey, it's probably on a discount as a result. Uh, so that's yeah, Fred yeah. Van Vliet. We're going to pull up he's the like, next He's like, you can here. keep it in your pocket, too, you know. <laughs> like, just, just a, a date square? Just a greasy napkin with uh, a... <laughs> <with date square. laughs> you like some? <laughs> Next player we're okay, going to pull up here. Mate. Please ignore the player that said player is talking to because we don't need to talk about that anti-vax weirdo. But uh, Gary Trent Jr. is in this photo wearing <laughs> a very Gary Trent Jr. outfit from last season. I love uh, him. I think that's like a chain link fence as pants. The the letter jacket. It's all very good. Uh, I and love this. Gary Trent Jr. is your boy. So we can start here. What is Gary Trent Jr. picking up from the bakery? I don't know why, but I'm going to go with eclairs. Like, you know, those, okay. like, I feel like eclairs got real fancy in the past three years mm-hmm. based on like seeing specifically eclair shops on like Queen Street. So I mm-hmm. think it's that because it's like a little bit fancy, but also like 
he knows how to stunt pretty and eclairs are beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Alan, any, uh, any different selection there? Are you going with eclair as well? What do you got for Gary Trent Jr. here? I I think Gary Trent is making a fruitcake, but he's making a good fruitcake. He's revolutionizing fruitcake because it's like things that like shouldn't work, but he's like, I'm Gary Trent Jr. I'm going to make it work. And he's going out there. He's deconstructing it. He's putting different flavors like, whoa, kiwi. Why did Kiwi go to fruitcake? He's like, open your mind. Open your mind. Open your third eye. I can yeah. see it. And now he's just like putting it together. It's fancy. It's cool. It's looking nice. It's delicious. You're like, Gary Trent, thank you for improving my life. Thank you for improving my life by just existing. So that's what's yeah, happening. Yeah, I, I like that. Yeah, here we got a banana chip and also grapefruit peel. It somehow <laughs> works. Like, yeah. <laughs> My mouth says thank you, but I say thank you too at the same time. Both of us, you know, we're independent. <laughs> this is how good this is. Yeah. Uh, for me, I think here, Gary Trent Jr., there's pizzazz. It's loud whenever he's in the room, except when he's talking to the media. Not really his thing, but that's fine. We don't need media loudness. We just need general vibes loudness. And I think he's going for a very ambitious mirror glaze cake. <gasps> he might screw Ooh. it up. Like it might be like his uh, shooting percentages where sometimes it goes a little wayward like, and maybe he hasn't tempered the chocolate correctly, but he's throwing <laughs> that beautiful like blue mirror glaze on a vanilla cake and uh, blowing Bruno and, and Kylo away. Uh, <laughs> we're going to continue on here. A couple more guys here to get to before we wrap this up. Uh, let's pull up the next player. The next player is, of course, Scotty Barnes. Uh, everyone's new fave. His media day photo where he's flexing <gasps> and smiling is here. And... You seem moved. I love him. Uh, I, love him. Uh, I forget who we went first with last time. I think we went Anne first last time. So we'll go Alan this time. Uh, what do you got here for Scotty Barnes? This is baked good of choice. Just a good old-fashioned cinnamon roll. Just you're happy to see it. You're happy to smell it. It's excitable. You're like, oh, yeah, cinnamon rolls. I haven't had one of those in a while. I'm having a good time. He's making mm-hmm. it. It's fun. It's just it's 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 vibrant. You know, it, it brings everyone together. It binds things together. That's just the nature of the cinnamon roll. Uh, that's mm-hmm. what he's making for sure. I, I could totally see like the, the the imagery of like Scotty Barnes walking into the room has the same effect that walking by a Cinnabon does to your brain where it's mm-hmm. like, you know what? This is just good. I'm comfortable yeah. here. This is nice. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and do you have any thoughts on Scotty Barnes and his baked goods of choice here? Yeah, I would say much in the same line as Alan. I'm going to go with a cupcake, though, like one that's just got like a lot of icing. So like you see it and you're immediately like, ooh, fun. But also like (laughs) cupcakes are delicious. Who's not going to love a cupcake? So Mm -hmm. like that is there. Like the solid base is there. He's still a really great player, but also just like brings and evokes the joy and sort of um, lightheartedness that cupcakes bring. Fantastic. We're going to do one more here to round things out. And that player, we've talked about him on today's podcast. He is in line for a breakout and is going to be worthy of many rewards via baked goods. Uh, if he's looking to treat himself after all the hard work he's done, it is OG Ananobi doing one of his oh. patented chin-up dunks from under the basket. Uh, just, I don't know how he does these without hurting himself, but he does it all the time. And OG Ananobi future potential all-star, maybe Kawhi Leonard uh, prototype. Who's to say, what do you got here as OG Ananobi's baked good of preference? I just want to say Pavlova because I love Pavlova. (laughs) 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 And I haven't said Pavlova yet. So Mm -hmm, I'm going to go with that because Pavlova's, again, they're not so, they're not out there. Like you don't know until you know about them. But then like, 
they're fucking great. Sorry if I'm all like a swear. That's okay. This, we are. <laughs> We're allowed one. Right. Um, and so I'm going to use my one swear on OG being literally marshmallow fluff. <laughs> <laughs> Alan, uh, do you have a, a baked good here for OG? Yeah, last season, regular pound cake. This season, marble pound cake. We're adding a swirl mm. in there. I'm excited. <laughs> He's a little fancier this season. Uh, but it's just a good pound cake. A pound of each. Every All the ingredients are there. But it's a solid-ass cake. It's delicious. It's sweet. It's fun. It's fancy. It's fun for the whole family, really. And it'll mm-hmm. do you good in a pinch. And I think that's what he is. See, I, my it. take on this is OG walks into a bake shop, doesn't even look at what's in there, just says cookie. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're right. That's like There's we're, we're both wrong. Okay, fine. You're right. <laughs> Take them all. Yeah. <laughs> what kind of cookie? Uh, cookie. Cookie. Uh, well, that concludes uh, which baked good with this raptor eat, uh, and that concludes today's episode of the podcast. Alan, Shane, Lewis, and Pornell. It's been an absolute joy having you on the show here to bring in the new season in a very fun way. Uh, Alan, let's start with you. Anything that you would like to promote? Where can people find you on the internet or wherever else you do great stuff? Yeah, uh, you could follow me on Instagram at Alan Shane, Twitter at the Alan Shane. Watch the Great Canadian Show October uh, well, every Sunday at eight o'clock on CBC. Yep, CNC Jam, and uh, yeah, it's uh, all the fun stuff I got going on. And uh, what about you, Rick? Where can people check you out? Yeah, you can find me the same place uh, as Alan on the Bake Show, and you can find me on Twitter at Ann Pornell, where I do tweet thirst tweets at all of the players that I love, and I'm <laughs> trying to not do it so much because I'm on a baking show, and that's a family <laughs> audience. <laughs> but like, well before I was on a baking show, I was the horny sports fan. <laughs> I just love being horny for sports, and so that's where you'll find me being horny for sports. Unbelievable. Thank you so much. T shirt that uh, says horny for sports. Uh, by the way the the great Canadian baking show one of my favorite shows in the world you two are so good at the as the hosts it's absolutely a delight to watch you each week Uh, the puns are terrible and wonderful all at the same time Uh, and and sometimes you'll even call them out in the moment when you're doing them Alan uh, (laughs) from this week's episode Um, and I gotta say too the juxtaposition of the great Canadian baking show at 8 o'clock and succession at 9 o'clock it's like two total different ends of the spectrums of niceness and I love it. It's fantastic. It's such a great primer for succession to watch the great Canadian baking show. Can't wait to do it every Sunday at 8 p.m. on the CBC. And uh, hopefully you two start getting those like uh, courtside seats as uh, local celebrities. That would be excellent. I hope to see it. I hope to see the Raptor like messing with you at the courtside at a game this year. Here's hoping. Uh, and uh, if, if we get to see you there, that'll be uh, uh, due to the Locked On Raptors bump, I think. You know, <laughs> not because you guys are fantastic. What are we talking about here? Uh, either way, thank you so much for being on today's show. That's going to do it for today's episode. We will talk to you again tomorrow. We're going to break down the first game of the season against the Washington Wizards. Uh, I might do one from the arena, depending on like the sound situation. If music's not playing up in the gondola, I might record from up there. Either way, I think Katie Heindel is going to be on the next episode, which will be grand and a wonderful time. Until then, thank you so much for making us your first listen of the day. Now, go and check out uh, Locked on NBA as they are covering the whole league as the season gets going. You can hear the breakdowns of the first couple games of the season on Wednesday morning, and uh, it's very much appreciated when you go and check that show out as well. And that'll do it. We'll talk to you again Thursday with another episode of Locked on Raptors. Bye-bye. Bye.
Hey Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.